Welcome to the Make Life Less Difficult podcast. This podcast explores what it means to make life less difficult for each other and for ourselves. We share stories of struggles and successes because we believe sharing our stories eases the difficulty of life. I'm Lisa Tilstra, your host. Let's jump in to today's conversation. Hello, and welcome back to the next episode of Make Life Less Difficult. I'm going to share a few thoughts with you today, just me. Next week, I'm excited to start sharing some more conversations with guests. But I wanted to take a few minutes today to share a couple of things to express my gratitude for this journey. The Make Life Less Difficult podcast was first released in early September. So we are starting here in December into our fourth month. And I just feel sometimes a bit overwhelmed with gratitude for how this podcast has developed. We've had um, just about 3000 downloads now, which is very exciting from all over the world. We have had so many amazing guests. I have met people who I would have never met had it not been for this podcast and my brave guests who have reached out um, and introduced me to others and others who have heard what I was doing and were courageous enough to reach out and say, I think I might want to share my story. Such a beautiful, beautiful journey. So I'm excited as we jump into this fourth month and then see what the new year holds. So here we are nearing the end of 2021 and it's been another year, hasn't it? I know at the end of 2020, everyone was ready to shut the door on 2020. (laughs) Welcome in 2021. And uh, 2021 has also been quite the year, quite the surprising year, the challenging year, um, often, often times for many of us, a difficult year. So I'm curious, as you think back on the year, who and what made 2021 a little less difficult for you? And one of the practices that I have developed, discovered a few years back was taking time to reflect on the year, usually in the month of December before jumping into the new year. I'm the type of person who really gets excited about new things. I like the new year. I'm not a big new year's resolution person, although I do think the new year is a great time to kind of um, pause, look around, set goals. So we'll talk about that in the new year, I'm sure. Um, But knowing that I'm a person that looks forward to and anticipates the new year, the new year and, and jumping into new things, this idea of pausing and reflecting was different for me when I discovered it a few years ago, and I've come to appreciate it quite a bit. And so I want to share with you my end of year reflection practice. And there's four steps that I have identified and I'll, I'll share them with you first, and then we'll talk about each one a little bit. So number one, acknowledge my regrets. Number two, identify one thing I'm proud of accomplishing this year. Number three, commit myself to progress, not perfection. And number four, be kind to myself. So let's start off with regrets. I used to think I wanted to live a life with no regrets. And it's, it, it, it became at some point in time, a, 
I don't know if it's a cliche, live with no regrets or a culture of you want to live life with no regrets. Life is short. Life is precious. Unexpected things happen. Don't let anything pass you by. Don't have any regrets. And there is a part of me that is very much attracted to that mindset and that idea of absolutely, I want to live life with no regrets. I want to make the most of it. I want to fill up my days and my weeks and my months and my years with really meaningful things so I don't have regrets. But what I've realized is even when I do actively work to live that way, I end up with some regrets. It's impossible to do everything. It's impossible to get everything right. It's impossible to not hurt people's feelings or make choices that maybe other people are, you know, aren't happy with. And, and I might regret that. So I've shifted my thinking on regrets to where I still, I still absolutely 100% want to live life well. And I want to take full advantage of all the opportunities in front of me. And yet I really think that there's still going to be regrets. And so when I identify a regret, this idea of acknowledging the regret as such, because sometimes I can spin a story and I can say like, oh, well, it really wasn't that bad. I shouldn't, you know, like I didn't, I didn't really want that anyway, or, you know, I can kind of talk myself out of it being regret. But if I'm really honest with myself and I pause, there's some things that I regret and it could be something small or it could be something more significant. So for example, something that in, in the big picture is, is fairly minor, but as I think back on 2021, I regret not spending more time studying French. I'm working on learning French and taking lessons, using Duolingo, having conversations with friends who speak French. And when I look back on 2021, I absolutely 100% could have done more in studying French. And here at the end of the year, if I'm, again, if I'm honest with myself, I'm like, oh man, I really regret not doing more. I could have. Uh, my dear friend, Evelyn, who has been a guest on the podcast, uh, she generously offers to have conversations with me in French. She's a French teacher, uh, French native speaker. She's absolutely amazing. And we have had some of those conversations. And yet, could have had more with her and they're really beneficial. And I found a teacher here in Colombo and I could have had more lessons and prioritized that. And I could have spent more time on Duolingo. It really is a great little app for learning languages. Uh, I have nothing to promote though. I know there's plenty other <laughs> language learning apps out there, but, but again, if I'm, if I'm really honest with myself, I could have done more and I wish I had done more. So I'm seeing this as a, as a bit of regret. And again, this is not a significant one, but it's just, it's just there to notice. And once I notice it, here's the thing I can ask myself. I can say, okay, here's this regret that I have. And then I can ask myself, what do I want to do differently moving forward? Is there a way that I can actually make up for the regret? If it involves someone else, can I apologize? Can I, can I make a decision to avoid the same thing in the future. So I start reflecting on these things again, once I acknowledge the regret. And so in regard to this particular regret that I'm talking about in my studies of French, I think, okay, well, you know what, stepping into the new year, I really could, I could reach out to Evelyn and say, Hey, can we put dates on the calendar once a month? Or, um, I can 
connect with my French teacher and say, here's where I would like to, here's the schedule I would like to set up. Um, here's the things I want to be learning and uh, commit to those things. So I can be more intentional as I move forward and I can make a conscious decision based on what I'm reflecting on around this regret. Now, there have been occasionally times where it's more significant, where I think about something I did that hurt someone that I really care about. And it's been years later, but I have written letters, written cards, sent emails where I acknowledge, hey, when I did this, I I see now that it really hurt your feelings and I'm sorry. And I know I can't go back and change that, but I just want you to know that I see it, I acknowledge it, and I really, I want to apologize. I have had situations where I've had those conversations and the the individual I'm talking to has expressed a lot of appreciation for my acknowledging that situation and that, yeah, it did, it did hurt them and, and it's okay. And, and that has been um, really a, a great experience to reconnect. I've also had times where I've sent a letter or a card and expressed my regret and my apology and I've never heard from that person. And that's also okay. It, I, I, I will tell you, I mean, deep inside, I would prefer that I did hear from the person, but I have to let that go to say, look, this is, this is what I regret. I'm going to acknowledge it. I'm going to apologize for it. I'm going to own it. And then I need to let it go. And um, the other person, wherever they in their, are in their life, trust that it landed where it needed to for them. One of the most significant stories around this that helped really shift my thinking around regrets has to do with a gift for my mom for Mother's Day. When I was about 18 or 19, I wanted to give my mom a flowering cherry tree, one of those weeping flurry, weeping cherry trees that um, flow and, and hang down. And we always, when we were kids, we would drive around in the spring and my mom would remark about the flowering cherry trees and the weeping cherry trees. She loved them. They really, I just remember her always talking about them. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool to give my mom one of these trees for Mother's Day? So I talked with one of my sisters and at least this is how I remember it. I don't know. I have to ask my sister how she would remember it, but I remember her kind of talking us out, talking us out of it because of the cost of the tree. And also she said, you know, trees grow really slow. So I don't know if it's worth it. So we didn't buy the tree. Well, 20 years later, I was like, man, I should have bought that tree. Think about where it would be. Think about how big it would be 20 years later. And so about six years ago, I bought my mom a weeping cherry tree for Mother's Day. And I was like, you know what? I have regretted for over two decades not buying this tree for you. So guess what? I am going to change that regret. I am going to make up for it. I am going to buy this tree. So I bought the tree. My mom planted it in her front yard and it is so beautiful. Five, I think it might be six years now, maybe in the spring since um, I gave her the tree and she planted it and it, and it's growing so fast. I'm like, trees do grow fast. (laughs) So Anyway, that is an example of something that I really love. And and there's a tangible, visible uh, demonstration of how regrets can be turned into something positive. I sometimes will say, you know, how can I return? How can I turn a regret into gold? And that 
weeping cherry tree is definitely an example for me in my life of turning a regret into gold. So think about regrets in your own life and it takes courage to acknowledge our regrets. And I encourage you to be kind to yourself. That's our number four reflection, be kind to yourself, but you can sprinkle that in all throughout. Be kind to yourself as you acknowledge your regrets and think about ways you can turn them from a negative to a positive. So the second part of our reflection is to acknowledge one thing that you're proud of accomplishing this year. So moving out of that space of regrets into accomplishments. I I don't know if, how it is for you, but for me, it's often easier to think about the things that I didn't do or the things that did not work out than the things that did work out. But I believe it is really important to acknowledge the accomplishments in our lives, even if they are small or you might think, oh, that's so insignificant. That's okay. Think about one thing that you are proud of accomplishing in 2021. For me, we moved to Sri Lanka at the end of 2020. And the first year of living in a new country, in a new home, getting established, finding friends, figuring out the culture, so many details of life, where to get things, how to get around, um, what to expect. It is a, it's a big challenge and I feel proud of settling in here in Colombo, Sri Lanka over this past year with what I would say is, was relatively little stress compared to other big moves that we've done. And so I do feel proud of that. So I would encourage you to think about what you feel proud of in your life. And maybe it's a new job. Maybe it is something that, again, might seem insignificant to yourself or even to others where you read a book that you've been wanting to read for years and just keep putting off and you finally carved out the time and you read this book or you had a difficult conversation with someone you care about and it was it, it really made a positive difference. There's no limit to the things that you might think about the things that you have accomplished this year. And again, I really encourage you to be kind to yourself through this process. If you feel yourself saying or hear yourself saying, oh, that, that really wasn't that significant, just pause and be curious about what it is that came up for you. Because even the small insignificant accomplishments are just that they are accomplishments. So don't overlook those so important to acknowledge. I hope you find many things that you are proud of accomplishing this year, but even if you just think of one, just let yourself be in that space of feeling proud of what you accomplished. It has been a difficult year and how cool that you accomplished this thing. So the third part of this reflection process is to commit myself to progress, not perfection. I'm really excited here in a few weeks. One of my guests coming on has been really influential in my life in this idea of progress, not perfection. And I'll be excited to have um, Dr. Lisa Diller joining me. And we'll be talking a lot about this idea of progress, not perfection, how imperfection is a wonderful thing to step into. I 
learned even just yesterday, the idea of imperfection being a superpower. So anyway, we'll explore all of those things in a later podcast. But this idea of committing to progress, not perfection, has really been a game changer for me. It keeps me moving forward. It keeps me experimenting. It gives me permission. It gives me permission to try things without the pressure of getting things 100% right, without the, the pressure of perfection. Because what, what actually is perfection, right? What, what I consider to be perfection, you might look at and you're like, yeah, I'd give you an 85, Lisa, you know? And the next person, um, they might think, oh my goodness, you've gone above and beyond. It is different for everyone. Perfection is a moving mythical target. So, you know, if we, if we really do our best, if we strive, we can even strive to do better each time that progress, not perfection, and then be kind to ourselves in the process. So progress, not perfection can keep us moving forward. If I go back to my goals of continuing to study French and develop my French language skills over the course of this next year, this progress, not perfection can keep me motivated and keep me moving forward so that when I do miss a lesson or, you know, don't study as much as I want, or I'm not speaking as much French as I would like, or think I should, I can come back to progress. Am I progressing progress, not perfection? And lastly, the fourth, the fourth step of this reflection process is to be kind to myself, to be kind to yourself. I have already shared on this podcast, some thoughts around self-compassion. And if you have not heard that episode, I encourage you to check that out. If this resonates with you, self-compassion is this idea of shifting from a place of self-condemnation to self-compassion or self-kindness. And this has really changed me, I think, for the better, because contrary to the initial worries of, well, if I slack up on myself, maybe I won't accomplish anything. If I only focus on progress, not perfection, I'll never get better at speaking French and it's really not going to help me. So I I had some of those worries when I first learned about this idea of self-compassion, but uh, the book Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff shares research and uh, perspectives and data that actually show self-compassion and being kind to ourselves is more motivational than if we're really hard on ourselves and pushing ourselves and beating ourselves up when we don't get something right, or we don't do something that we thought we were going to do. It is a kinder, gentler way. And it is a way to keep, I have found it's a way to keep me moving forward. Um, A few years ago, I wanted to do a 30 day yoga challenge and it got disrupted and I almost gave up. And then I, I kind of said to myself, you know what, let me just, let me just go through the program. It doesn't matter if it takes me 30 days or 90 days. And in the end, it took me 105 days to complete the 30 days of yoga, but I did it. And I felt so good at the end, even though it took me 105 days rather than 30 days. And so this self-compassion, being kind to myself, focusing on progress, not perfection, focusing on the smaller accomplishments really gave me permission to keep going, to keep 
trying to keep moving forward, doing the best I could given all of life's circumstances. And it, I was surprised at how good it felt at the end when I accomplished this 30 days of yoga in 105 days. So I hope that as you say farewell to 2021, this process can potentially be useful to you as well. Acknowledge your regrets. Identify one thing you're proud of accomplishing this year. Commit yourself to progress, not perfection. And please, 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 please be kind to yourself. If you'd like to reach out and share with me any of the reflections that you have as you go through this, I would absolutely love to hear from you. And as we wrap up today, I'll share one more thing with you. Back on episode 15, Anna Sparks and I had a conversation around a book, Professional Troublemaker by Lovey Ajayi Jones. And we decided at that time that we would we'd try and do this again. And so Anna has recommended another book and we are both reading this. And I wanted to let you know, in case you want to read it before our conversation, which we will release sometime probably in early January. So you have about a month to read this book. The book is called Unbound, A Woman's Guide to Power by Kasia Urbaniak, co-founder of the Academy. And I don't want to say too much about it because I cannot wait to talk about this book with Anna. I've already talked to several of my friends and said, would you consider reading this book? Because I, I just want to talk to people about this book to other women. So again, the book is called Unbound, A Woman's Guide to Power. The author, Kasia Urbaniak, studied for 17 years to be a Taoist nun and during that time, paid for her expenses and life and travel by being a dominatrix. So she has a, an extremely unique perspective. And I have already been deeply and profoundly impacted in what I consider a really positive way from reading this book. I will tell you, I've already read it once and I'm I'm starting to read it a second time to kind of soak in and and look at things from a different perspective. So if you are interested, it would be awesome to have you uh, along for the conversation that I will be having with Anna. And I believe we'll probably release it on the podcast in early January. So again, check out that book. And I hope for all of you, as you wrap up your 2021, you Again, give yourself the gift of kindness. Uh, For many of you, this is coming into a holiday season for a variety of major holidays that come around this time of year, including Christmas and Hanukkah and, and many others. And so I want to just encourage you during this time to take time to reflect on what you need to take care of yourself. I'm gonna sound like a broken record but I will risk it to say again, be kind to yourself. If you will be getting together with family, those times can be wonderful and difficult. If you have some difficult times during the holidays coming up, think about what can make it less difficult for you. Who can make it less difficult for you? I know that um, 
those of us who have experienced loss near and around the holidays, or not even the loss happened around the holidays, but if we've had any loss around the holidays, those losses, those emotions, the grief can come back in in deep ways. And I, I want you to know if that is part of your journey during this season, you are not alone. And there are many, there are many who are on the journey. Find who you can reach out to. Ask yourself, who who can I reach out to? Who can help make this a little less difficult for me? And know that I see you. I send my love, my support from afar. And thank you so much for being on this journey with me of searching for ways to make life less difficult.